Hello, this is Daniel Davis, and you are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This week we are on Unit 19, Session 3, titled, The Savior is Baptized. In his Gospel, Mark first introduced Jesus to the world through the eyes of John the Baptist, God's appointed forerunner for his Messiah, the Son of God. The pacing of Mark's Gospel is fast. It's the shortest of all the Gospel accounts, and the oft-used term immediately demonstrates that Mark was intent on progressing through the stories quickly so that his readers could focus their attention on Jesus' work on the cross. So it is worth noting that Mark slowed down to consider how John paved the way for Jesus, both through his declaration of Jesus' identity and by baptizing him in the Jordan River. The opening question in the introduction for this session, on later page 33, will help illustrate the significance of Mark's care to start slow and highlight the account of Jesus' baptism. The question will also serve as a good icebreaker question with low stakes for regular attenders and visitors and allow everyone the opportunity to share something meaningful from their own lives. That way you can have a chance to get to know other people. But back to Mark. John the Baptist, foretold in the Old Testament and miraculously conceived for this purpose, was the herald who prepared the way for the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah. In point one, we begin with a focus on the herald who prepares the way for the Son. We talked about John the Baptist a little bit in the first session in this unit, about how he was not the promised light of the world, but pointed to the one who is the light, and that is Jesus Christ. One of the ways he would testify to the light was through his ministry of baptism. More about that in a moment. But first, Mark wanted his audience and readers to understand the identity and importance of John the Baptist. So quoting Isaiah 40, verse 3, and also Malachi 3, verse 1, Mark grounded John's identity in Old Testament prophecy. And his description of John as being one who wore camel hair and ate locusts recalls the prophet Elijah. So not only was John a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy in his own right, he was a continuation of the prophetic ministry of the Old Testament. In a sense, he was the last of the Old Testament prophets, preparing the way for the incarnate Word of God to come as the promised prophet, to whom all were to listen and all were to obey. John's ministry as a prophet was to point to Jesus, preparing the way for Jesus to come, which meant preparing people for his coming so they could see him, recognize him, and follow him. John did this through the practice of baptism. To be clear, John's baptism is somewhat different from Christian baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John's baptism was specifically focused on repentance, but couldn't be described as the sign of one's salvation. In Acts 19, there were some disciples who knew only John's baptism and had not received the Holy Spirit because they had not yet believed in Jesus, the one who was to come after John. So John's ministry of baptism was preparatory, helping people grasp the nature of their sin and understand their need for confession and repentance in order to receive the forgiveness of sin that would come through Jesus, the one coming after John. In point two, we look at Mark 1 verses 7 through 8, in which the herald points to the Son. John is a fascinating and wise person in Scripture, and he is one we should emulate because of his faithfulness to his mission from the Lord. Humbly, he pointed to the one coming after him as being greater and more powerful than himself. 
Here was a man to whom all the people of Judea and Jerusalem were flocking for spiritual insight. And he took the opportunity to point those people to someone else. Someone whose sandals he considered himself unworthy to untie. But John knew himself. He knew his role, and he obviously knew the importance of that someone to come, who would baptize people with the Holy Spirit. The doctrine of baptism may come up for your group in the previous point, but you can clarify what is meant by baptism as a part of the discussion in point two. Denominations understand and practice baptism differently based on their reading and understanding of Scripture. But Baptists generally understand baptism as an act of immersing, confessing believers in Christ in water in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This act of obedience on the part of the believer symbolizes and testifies to his or her faith in the crucified, buried, and resurrected Savior. When the believer goes under the water, in essence buried, it symbolizes that person's death with Christ, a death to his or her old life marked and dominated by sin. And when the believer is raised out of the water, we see a picture of resurrection with Christ, presently to walk in a newness of life marked by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, and foreshadowing the believer's faith in the future resurrection with Christ at His second coming. In point three, we look at Mark 1, 9-11, and the peculiar circumstance of the herald baptizing the Son of God. While John's baptism of Jesus might seem strange to us, our perception of the event probably pales in comparison to the confusion John experienced at Jesus' request to be baptized. Mark doesn't wade into John's confusion, but John the Baptist knew Jesus was greater than him and that he would bring the Holy Spirit. And he knew enough about Jesus to know that the Son of God didn't need to be baptized for repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And John knew enough about himself to know that he needed to be baptized, not just with water but with the Holy Spirit by Jesus. You can find these details in Matthew 3. Yet Jesus insisted upon being baptized by John in the Jordan River, most likely as an affirmation of John's ministry and as a means of identifying with the sinners he came to save. After Jesus was buried in the water and raised up again, Mark records that the heavens were torn open, the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. We have here one of the clearest pictures in Scripture of the foundational Christian doctrine of the Trinity, one God in three persons. The Father voices His approval of the Son, who is perfect in His obedience to the Father, and the Spirit descends from the Father to the Son in the form of a dove, embodying the perfect peace that exists between the three persons of the one Godhead. The Spirit's descent to rest upon Jesus also helps us recognize the Spirit's role of leading and sustaining Jesus as the God-man who would experience temptation as we do, yet without sin, and go about his journey throughout Judea to teach and perform miracles, and ultimately to go to the cross to die for our sins and then be raised again three days later, which we see illustrated in the symbol of Christian baptism. Jesus obeyed God and identified with sinners by being baptized like sinners are baptized. His baptism points to his death on the cross and the resurrection from the grave. For those of us in Christ, the words spoken over Jesus at his baptism are also true of us. By grace through faith in Jesus alone, 
We are the Father's beloved children, with whom He is pleased. And because we have died with Christ and have been raised to new life through Him, we should call on others to repent of their sin, trust in Christ, and be baptized. John the Baptist carried out his appointed ministry of preaching and baptism at the Jordan River. And as we are faithful to follow in his footsteps, which point to the ever-faithful footsteps of Jesus, we too can draw the attention of the world and redirect their gaze to the one who is more worthy than we are, to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who saves and baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.